This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. The Captain's Run with Sam Edmund. Off the text, on with Ross. Mice, rats, absolutely freaked me out. I wouldn't be able to work back in that studio until I knew it was caught. Well, that's exactly what transpired here. In fact, uh, what I didn't mention was that I couldn't help myself. I might have pulled out a... uh, a putter that was lying around the office and just reached over from a distance just to, just to rustle Ross's side. I tell you, the profanity that flowed from that was extraordinary. As Vanessa mentioned, massive game to kickstart round nine tonight. A Friday doubleheader, but of course the first one is a big one. It is Geelong and it is Richmond. A hey, buddy bet users, this is what this game's all about. You want to follow the SEN Captain's Run account, comment or like on the jackpot group for tonight's game. What's gambling really costing you? Well, for free and confidential support, visit Gambling Help on Online.org.au. Most disposals. Richmond, I'm going Tim Tarando. It would be fitting, wouldn't it, after the last week or so? Hasn't dipped below 30 touches since round four, the uh, the Tiger recruit. Geelong a bit harder to read without Dangerfield uh, and Guthrie and the like. I actually think Tom Stewart might rack them up off half back tonight. Good point of difference, which, if you're interested in not sharing the winning pot, and why wouldn't you be? This guy could be the man. Last few matches, Tom Stewart, 24, 26, 23, and 24 disposals. Um, that is the Buddy Bet SEN Captain's Run account. Hey, Ash Brown is a senior writer for the AFL Record and obviously a regular here at SEN. But Ash has written a great piece for this week's record on Tasmania's team and the lessons learned from previous expansion sides. Good morning to you, Ash. Thanks for joining us, mate. Hello, Sam. Good to be with you. Um, that mouse, by the way, we were putting the record to bed last night and it scurried along just past us as we were pinning out the teams and getting the, re- the final page of the record ready. So I'm glad you've dealt with it. Well done, boys. Well, I'm just glad that Ross doesn't edit the AFL record or the record might not have seen the light of day. And your magnificent piece uh, on Tasmania and the discussion around it uh, would never have seen the light of day. So it's turned, as you mentioned in this story, from obviously a what if to what now around Tasmania and the lessons learned from expansion you've explored. I like how you've broken this down. So the key criteria, the coach, the list, the people, the facility, the home ground, the song and the Guernsey. You've done a great job on. Thanks, mate. Yeah, it was a fun piece put together. I mean, and they're all the, aren't they? Now that the team is a, is a, it's a what now, they're all the questions that are going to keep us in trade for the next little while as they put this together. And, that, and, you know, as I said in the piece, at the moment, all it is, this team is a signed agreement between the government and the AFL, which will now be fleshed out pretty quickly. And we look forward to seeing some of the big decisions they make and some of them they'll have to make quite soon. Uh, it's really well laid out in the record, this spread. So you've broken them all down, as I said, in those criteria. You've provided a, a history lesson on each, which is fascinating to go over um, some of the old uh, coaches and the old stadiums and the old list builds. And then you've provided the lesson that we should, anyway, have learned off the other side. I like the one, the lesson learned from the coaches. First-timers need not apply. Yeah, I think the AFL will be very keen, don't you think, Sam, to have quite, yeah, top weight people in so many of the key positions. And I think it's going to start with the coach who mm. in so many cases, and we're seeing this play out at the moment, the coach is a figurehead of a footy club more uh, than anybody. Yeah. And uh, 
this whoever gets a job in Tassie will be a senior figure at that club. And, and it, as I said in the piece, it's sort of the timing's going to work out. They're going to have a really good chance to get one of the top level coaches in the game now. He'll be by then will be 17, 18 years at the assisting club. Perfect time to change. And not just the coach, but I guess the staff around the coach have got to be people of experience. And as you point out, under the people um, headline, maybe locals and passionate locals. So that is passionate Tasmanians, names we know, Gail, Gutwin, Fagan, Rewalt, and no doubt there'll be countless others behind the scenes that perhaps us mainland listeners might not be overly familiar with. But your lesson, you're saying, should have been learned, is to surround it with people who um, have the cause close to their heart. Yeah, I think... Yeah, not exclusively, Sam. They've got to go and get the right people. If they can't find a person, you know, with a Tasmanian background for a key position, they've got to fill it anyway, obviously. The lesson learned, I th- think, here also is with uh, the Gold Coast. And that, we keep coming back to Gold Coast, and there were probably a lot of inexperience, wasn't there, at, uh, in the key roles of that club when it first started. I, I, they won't want to go down that path. They'll, they'll look to parachute a couple of uh, strong people into list roles and CEO and that sort of thing. Now, one of the headline uh, headlines out of the North Hobart uh, Oval announcement from Gil McLaughlin was, I suppose, the lessons that the league has learned over list builds and concessions and, and the impact that has on the existing clubs and also the, the balancing that up with the need to make the expansion side competitive from the outset. As you mentioned, list management, I guess, and the, the levers clubs pull now almost unrecognisable from back in the day. But what do you think the lessons are learned going into to Tasmania that Gil flagged a couple of weeks ago? Well, I mean, remember all the doom and gloom? Everyone thought just because I loaded up the Suns and the Giants with top top end draft picks, well, that sort of didn't quite work out. So now this will be much more considered, and a lot of talk already from those who who cover this side of foot extensively. That it'll be a lot of draft picks that they've got to trade for experienced players, for example. So that'll be very tempting for clubs to do the deal and and to, and to ship off you know, reasonably good players in order to get those prized early draft picks. And there'll be a lot of that in the team. There'll be some high-end picks as well. And they'll probably get a couple of veterans mm. at the end of their, you know, towards the end of their career just to come in as free agents to, you know, almost the, like Chad Corns and Luke Power were with the Giants back in the day, just to set some standards. Yeah, and they're a little bit different from, I guess, those northern clubs, aren't they, in the sense that it's a, it's a footy heartland. And, okay, it's lying dormant at the moment. Who knows, maybe a sleeping giant long-term. But they get to the community, they build those academies from the ground up, which have been budgeted for, and, and they'll get that steady stream, hopefully, of local talent. I'm glad you mentioned the facility. I'm a big believer in this just needs to be done. <laughs> uh, we'll get to the stadium in a minute, but it needs to be done, and it needs to be done before too long. To, as you say, it needs to lack for nothing and it needs to help them become a destination club. And and again, I'm sure you'll come back to Gold Coast here with this. Yeah, well, Gold Coast, again, they had a gleaming stadium and then they worked out of prefab offices in the gym. And I've heard a few stories about that gym was basically a metal shed in the middle of a Queensland summer. It wasn't a lot of fun for the place to be working out mm. in that gym. This facility will be ready for day one. They'll start pre-season in October 2027, Sam. And it'll be a place you'll want to come to work at. They'll they'll look at all what all the clubs have done and what they're building now. And this facility will lack for nothing because again, if you want to be a destination club, it's got to be a great place. The stadiums where you go for seven, ten games a year, Sam, work is yeah. the facility. And that has to be a top level place that you just want to come to work That's at. A, and they've got time. They've got four years to find it and build it. It's an absolute no-brainer, isn't it? And no, the biggest no-brainer of the lot, I reckon. And um, uh, build it, build it as good as you can. It's got to be cutting edge uh, and get it built sooner rather than later. Yeah, if, well, they would want to have... I mean, they'll start talking to free agents probably in, what, two years? I mm. mean, you, you, you're across a lot of this sort of stuff. So they'll, have, they'll want to have plans, won't they? They want to say, this is the place you're going to come to work at yeah. five days a week. So that's something that will move quite quickly. And they'll, they'll imagine find the, the, the land 
for it pretty quickly. That'll be one of their first key decisions, I think, where it's going to be located. The home ground, the stadium, the Devil's Den, whatever it might be called down there at Macquarie Point, as we know, long been the final sticking point that finally got over the ground via uh, Anthony Albanese's uh, announcement uh, going back uh, to a few weeks now. It, it, it needs what it's getting, a shiny new stadium. Now, I was a bit... Not surprised, but I was a little bit disappointed that Gil said they might come in without the stadium being finished. I'm not sure what you've written on this in in the record this weekend. I would have thought the stadium needs to be done before they even play a game there, but they've given a period of one year's grace, it would appear, the AFL, if we had to take Gil at his word from, um, from that announcement. Yeah, it'll be a bit anticlimactic, won't it, Sam, if they run out for round one oh. in 2028 at Bell Reavers, Matt, and all due respect to our friends in uh, in. Uh, in the Clarence and that area around there in Hobart. But yeah, you'd want to, and this Jared Whiteley makes this point very strongly that you want to be running out at the big stadium for your first game, whether they delay the team by a year to make the stadium is probably something that will be considered down the track. But we shouldn't forget Utah's, which is going to be up in Launceston, which is going yeah. to host several games. And, and that's going to get a huge, if you've seen the plans for Utah's, it's nearly unrecognizable from the, the stadium we're seeing now. That's also going to be ramped up significantly and has to be because this is a team for all Tasmanians, and that can't be. And what they do in the north of the state can't be forgotten. In, in anything that they do. Oh, I would have thought. Hey, the colours and the Guernsey get a mention, which is interesting. Now, I like this. So green hasn't survived really, apart from as you point out, the very early days at Freo. In fact, a lot of Docker supporters pine for the green. But as you pointed out, maybe this is a sign. It's meant to be that they've been holding off for Tassie for oh so long. So the green, the T, the iconic yellow map of the state, uh, you say, should be what they run out in. Well, this is what this is the no-brainer, isn't it, Sam? They're just that iconic state jumper. Mm. All it has to be, and it probably it could work as an away jumper because there's no other green in the AFL. It could potentially only tweak it slightly, and it's a jumper they wear for pretty much for 23 games a year. But no, don't need to do a lot with that. And as I said, for some reason, all the other clubs with Freo for that brief period have ignored green. Perhaps they knew <laughs> all along that. Uh, it's got to be saved for a new team. I did see a whiff of people saying, no, you can't, that's the state jumper. You can't touch the state jumper. That that belongs where it belongs and we, we can't dust that off for for a home and away season or or a, or a club in the traditional sense. What do you, now that state of origin's pretty much dead, I suppose, and obviously it doesn't matter. You've answered the question. There's no more mm. state of origin. And Tassie doesn't play state of origin and won't for a significant period. So, I think the state jumper is is the way to go for, you know, or a very slight tweak on that. But it's just such an iconic, great jumper. You talk to Tasmania and they see that jumper, they get a bit weak at the knee, Sam. They, yeah. I adore it. So why change it? I oh, know. If it did get dusted off and brought back out, I agree with you. It would be it would be special. Hey, the song, I mean, this will be probably dissected and scrutinised as much as any of the other uh, factors that we've mentioned. Um, and you're pointing to Tasmania's thriving arts community. You've put it back on them. Surely they can create something special. Well, again, they've got time, but you would think, I mean, they, they, didn't the Giants just nail it with their, I mean, they had time to think about it and came up with something really unique and different. So it was got cool. a bit of time, but uh, a song has to, the thing about club songs is they've got to be, they've got to stand the test of time. If you go for a music genre that's fashionable now, in 20 years time, it'll sound cheesy and mm. and and not what people listen to. So it's, it's, a, it's not as easy as it sounds to create a club song that's going to last hundred years, but that's be the, enormous, the task they face. It'd be enormously difficult, wouldn't it? And you're right, the GWS song's special. I love it. It's a great beat. Um, I'm totally in love with that song. Always have been from day one. So it's close to my heart with the roots of it. I know a couple of people involved in creating it, and uh, it's great. So let's hope they can come up with something equally as good. I, I have great faith that 
given they've got time to do it, that they'll come up with a beauty. Agreed. I uh, look forward to seeing it in uh, in in print. I've seen the digital version. At, at the the design guys have done a great job putting it out there, uh, Ash. So it's an eye on the past with an eye to the future. The lessons learned from expansion with an eye to Tasmania entering the AFL in 2028. Of course, Ash, what else is in the AFL record just before we let you go uh, for a big round nine of, uh, of football? A bit of a look at your Blues. Might have done a bit of Mia Culpa last week, mm. saying that they uh, they might be back. So they've got a huge game Saturday night. I've had a look at uh, at uh, Team I'm partial to and uh, sort of written that it might be the most enjoyably, putting aside all the other stuff going on, this might be the most enjoyable bad season for an AFL club in history. So <laughs> I've, I've posited that one as well. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Appreciate it. Thanks for, for joining us. I look forward to, to reading it uh, in full when it when it drops. Good on you, mate. Thanks, Sam. Good to be with you. Ash Brown there, great uh, mate of SEN, of course, uh, does some great work uh, with the AFL record. Uh, Off the text from Bruce, I will bring my son's cat in. It's running at three uh, mice over three nights at the moment on average. Thanks, Bruce, and and Ross will be happy to see a cat in the building. Hey, we need to get to the golden crumb, actually, before we get to the break for Schnitz. Of course, Schnitz, home of fresh, golden, handcrafted schnitzels, and I am just counting down the day. In fact, I got up this morning to come in, I thought... I wonder if Schnitz will pay us a visit again today. Still fond memories of that. I'm getting the shake from Ross. Fingers crossed uh, from others out there. Well, may, maybe. Maybe today. No, you think? They're coming in? I don't think they're coming in today. Hey, um, they are, though, the home of fresh golden handcrafted schnitzels. They'll come again. Uh, we run the Crummers Coleman here, of course. You know that. Uh, Charlie Cameron leads it. Jeez, he's on fire, Charlie. God, he's so strong in the contest, isn't he? And tortured uh, Carlton last week. 26 goals for him. Toby Green, 20. Uh, missed last week, Toby. Named this week, uh, but still some doubt on him with that ankle. Tom Patley uh, revving him up on a weekly basis. Uh, they need some more of him up there. 17 goals for him. And Jack Higgins, 16. The Crummers Coleman. All about the little men when it comes to Schnitz, home of the fresh, golden, handcrafted schnitzels. In fact, if you've got that winning taste right now, Schnitz, handcrafted schnitzels are made fresh and they're made just for you. Uh, Richard Hummerston is not too far away from joining us. And then Ivan Omani's going to join us uh, as well. Uh, looking forward to having a chat to Ivan. So, we're speaking to him. He's directing the Falau documentary on the ABC. It's going to air May 18. It's a two-parter. You might remember it was held over in November last year, so it's been a long time coming. Obviously traces the rise and fall of one of the most controversial figures, and I would have thought most controversial issues in Australian sport, um, and that is Israel Falau's departure from the Wallabies and the NRL. It's going to hit the ABC on May 18. Uh, Melbourne's weather today Partly cloudy, dry at the moment, a top of 17. It's for City Power, supplying power to homes in the CBD and inner suburbs. We'll be back. More Captain's Run. Thanks to State Transport. Our people are your solution shortly.